Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But uh, listen, I'm, I'm down with the carrier. Why don't we talk about it on the show? Then we shall, along with conducting the primer for your hometown team, the Toronto Raptors. Mr. Tass Mellis, host of the Starters on NBA TV. This broadcast's featured guest, episode number 229, being presented by FanDuel and Baumfell. Today is Sunday, September 24th, 2017. This is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, and I'm Larry H. Russell. Now to go up against Kyrie Irving, uh, opening night, it, it's going to be a blast. Those two teams, you know, how the, how the Celtics gel with four guys, only four guys coming back. It's, it's crazy to think that, you know, it's only Rosier, Marcus Smart, um, obviously Al Horford and, uh, Jalen Brown. That's it. Uh, you know, it's strange. So, uh, if anyone can make it happen, it's, it's Brad Stevens. So, you know, I inevitably think those are going to be the one and two teams, uh, when all is said and done, but you know the Raptors are, are very good. The, the Washington Wizards are also very good, um, and, and so there'll be some some storylines from those two teams as well. But uh, you know the the Cavs are going to have enough storylines to fill the headlines for months. How unstable um, ownership is there in terms of the relationships with their front office? Uh, it's uh, it's a strange scenario in Cleveland, and it seems like everybody wants to get out of there. So. I mean, there's a. It, it's it's September, and already, I mean, this, this stuff hasn't stopped. This is a 12 month sport. Yeah, and no, the NBA, as I've been weeks, as we said off air, the NBA has successfully squelched the offseason. You could see it. The, I, I don't know if it's good. I don't know. You can even answer it personally. I don't know if that is good for you. I know you probably would like to have like a month, even though I know when you're on TV, you got to be like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. The NBA, what a league. This is great. We got so much to talk about and everything. Thank you, Celtics, for making that big trade on August 29th for Kyrie. Thank you, Kyrie, for going on uh, some creating. Well, let me, cut you, let me cut you off there because we don't have any sort of top-down instruction. Uh, hey, you got to talk about this. There, there's no um, uh, executive that comes in and tells our producers, hey, hey, hey. Bump that up to the top and talk about it for at least five minutes. And give a promo at the end of it about the game that, that's coming up. We don't have that really. I mean, obviously, we're part of a company. Uh, you know, we're part of NBA TV slash Turner Sports, which is, you know, sort of managed by, by the league and Turner Sports combined. But, uh, you know, we talk about what we want. And, of course, we, you know, we love to promote everything going on at the stations. But as far as, hey, you got to do this, we're not told that. But we're fans of the game, so... Um, 
yeah, we talk about Kyrie because that's that's such juicy. This guy's a 25 year old uh, who's who said he wants out, um, and, and as you know, Danny Ainge really, really believes that this guy is a, a, a championship level player that hasn't reached his potential. Uh, and and I, I do agree with him defensively; he hasn't reached his potential, and I do think he has some something to give because you know I've watched him in you know the last couple finals when he wants to get involved, he can. He can be involved. You know, he was part of a Cavs team that really sort of put it in neutral uh, a lot of the times defensively throughout the regular season. But if you remember 2015, game one uh, against Steph Curry in the finals, he had that block at the end of the fourth quarter um, to really preserve the game for them and send it into overtime before he got hurt. Uh, he's got that capability, and, and I think Brown Stevens will make him a better passer. Um, he'll, he'll make him a more willing passer. That, that Celtics offense is going to move the ball around. And now they have... Two guys who can make plays. I think the worry was, you know, you lose Isaiah Thomas, their one go-to scorer, but now they have two. <laughs> I mean, they have two guys who can make plays and score with Gordon Hayward alongside Kyrie Irving. Uh, that just that just didn't happen in the Celtics offense. They relied so much on Isaiah, and that's why you know he he he, he bared the brunt of that um, offense night in and night out. Avery Bradley and Jake Crowder playing beside him just aren't those type of guys. You know, Al Horford is capable, but you know, he's, he's, he's a big, there just weren't ball handlers that can make plays. So I'm excited to see that Celtics offense, you know, not necessarily game five, 10, 15, they're obviously not going to be gelling, um, you know, with only four players returning at that point, but man, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to what they can do up against the LeBron team, uh, in the postseason, most likely when they meet. No disrespect to my uh, hometown Toronto oh, Raptors yeah, or Washington Wizards. Okay, good. That's why I, we'll, we'll get to the. We definitely have to get to the Raptors. You are here for the Raptors primer. I am going to put that assignment on you. You don't have the man at Turner coming down on you saying you got to talk about this, <laughs> that, and the other thing. I'm the man here on Celtics Speed. I'm going to have you talk about your specific team. But continuing on that, I actually think. And I think many others who are astute in, in basketball, and I just put myself in all look at me. You're calling yourself oh, astute. I, did, I know I just did. I did that by mistake. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> an astute opinion, generally, of the Celtics this year, 27-2018, would be slow start. I would like to think that is inevitable. They have X amount of new players, don't even know, just a handful of returning players that you have referenced. Is that, I mean, am I just confirming what you just said and what many other, like you said, astute believers <laughs> in basketball would be that Boston yeah. is almost surely going to get off to a slow start and it's going to be okay? You don't see four returning players happen in basketball very often. I, the 08 I, Celtics I, are really the, I mean, that is the yeah. outlier of outliers. Right, right. So, uh, and in this scenario... Um, you know, your your only guys who are a big part who had a high usage rate as part of your team were Al Horford, and that's it. And, and then you know you go to the bench and Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier, and Jalen Brown. Those four. The interesting part to see is how much Marcus Smart uh, becomes you know a, a bigger part of the rotation, and Terry Rozier as well. You know they're they're really banking on those guys to uh, to step in. Uh, and and play a lot of minutes. You know, Marcus Smart could have a, a lot of starting assignments. You know, sort of being that that spark. Um, you know, like Avery Bradley was, uh, just to to get the the energy, the the Celtics heartbeat up um, at, at, the, at the beginning of games. So yeah, it's it's entirely fine. You know, unfortunately, you know, I love this game. I love this uh, 
I love this sport. I, I love October, November, December, and January, but it's fine to lose five additional games. Like if they, you know, start, if they go 52 and 30, it, it's fine. It, it really is fine. You know, the, the Cavs have proven that, uh, it just matters what you're doing in, in April and May and not to put the Celtics in the Cavs class quite yet um, because they're not. And I think Danny Ainge doesn't necessarily care if they're that good this season, this, the trade, uh, and these roster moves are not for 17, 18, they're for 2018 through 2022. That's what they're thinking about. They're thinking about the Warriors dropping off and the Cavs dropping off. So, um, and, and all that being said, that's almost an underestimation of, of Brad Stevens and his staff and, and the way he coaches. So, you know, they could surprise us and not quite 2007, 2008 Celtics get out of the gate like that. But yeah, they could be, they could win 75% of their games. Oh, no, that's way too many. Uh, they could, they could win a good chunk of their games to start, but they shouldn't worry either way. Yeah. I mean, I'll even throw one at you the 2011 Heat with LeBron and Wade. That whole year, they never really developed offensively. Their offense was really the only thing they got going was just a fast break. Other than that, LeBron and Wade are playing hot potato. Remember, they started out nine and eight that year was what was wrong with Miami for almost definitely the beginning of the year, almost that entire year. It never really seemed in sync, yet they even almost ended up winning the freaking championship before. The next year, they just looked a lot more fluid on off- offense. I mean, brand new team, brand new top end talent. But I totally agree with what you just said that it's about from about 2019 to 2022. So before we shift to the Raptors, I guess I can wrap this up real quick. Tass Mellis, two thumbs up on the Celtics offseason? Yeah. Yeah, let's say it. Let's say it. Yes. Yes. Two thumbs up. I, I, I hesitated just, just for a quick sec. You know, because were you hesitating because you were just counting how many thumbs you had, or you, were, were you okay. Yeah, I've got a new daughter. She sucks on my thumb. She's currently sucking on my thumb, so I couldn't find it there for a second. No, I just made that whole thing up, except for the new daughter part. Um, but uh, I, I just hesitated for a quick sec because you know I was part of the the faction at the beginning of the off season, waiting for Danny Ainge to make a move, whether it was for Paul George or Jimmy Butler to, to use these assets, um, and, and so. I like to remember my feelings and my emotions and not just toss them out the window and, and, and I'm accountable is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, you definitely you want to remain consistent, especially with everyone on Twitter. They're watching. They watch. And, that and being said, that being said. Yeah, they hold you. Nah, they don't they don't care. They don't care. After you they just they just want a hot take and then they move on. But uh, that being said, I think if you know if if you have the belief um, and, and even even if you don't know, because I'm not saying they're tampering, but if, if you're gonna get Gordon Hayward then I think you should be fine with with getting him for free and not having to exchange those assets and then in turn being able to exchange those assets uh, for a Kyrie Irving who you've got two years instead of a Paul George one year. Um, he's obviously younger than both those guys I just mentioned. He plays a different position than those guys uh, I just mentioned. So, yeah, uh, a, a big A-plus, uh, especially considering – uh, the state of Isaiah Thomas. I, I think that's that's the biggest factor here. Uh, and and I do think the Nets are not going to be as bad as they were last year. Uh, they're, they're a better team. And, uh, you know, we talk about Brad Stevens coaching, Kenny Atkinson's coaching in, in Brooklyn uh, is very, very good. They, they had the right style of play last year. They just couldn't finish off games. Uh, they were unhealthy. 
they made some moves this year. I, I think they're going to be far better. I don't think that pick, uh, unless, unless uh, you know, the lottery gods are with them, is not going to be a number one pick. It's going to, it's going to drop into the five to seven range. Uh, and then it's it doesn't look quite as juicy. It's not quite as juicy a package combined with Isaiah Thomas's injury. Um, yeah, I, I think the deal will actually look look like the Celtics won it when it, when all is said and done in, in a couple of years when Isaiah's on the other side of thirty. Rack of basketballs for Kyrie Irving. Thank you. That was what we wanted to hear. Good job. Moving to the Toronto Raptors. Now I am going to say, okay, Tass, you got to talk about this, Tass Mellis. We are talking about the <laughs> Toronto Raptors. You actually started this thing off. You've already you alluded to it that you, I don't know if you expected to the Raptors to take a step back or you just think that Boston got significantly better and the Cavs, despite all their issues, still have LeBron James. Uh, I don't know where do you want to start with that. I, I, do, I guess we can get into their offseason, but I'll, I'll get you just sort of, you know, Generally, talk about the Raptors, and then we go from there, Mr. Mellis. Well, the Raps, not to say that they're going to fall back. I, ju I just think they're in that same sort of category, that same sort of window that they were last year. I think they're the, the third best team uh, in the East. It, you know, going into last season, I, I called them the second best team in the East. But, uh, you know, I think the Celtics have surpassed The Celtics made a, a huge free agency splash with Gordon Hayward. The Raptors did not. Um, and, and then, uh, yeah, the Celtics obviously, uh, you know, turned over the roster a ton, but, uh, you know, they've got two stars like the Raptors do, but they don't play the type of basketball, uh, like the Raptors do. The Raptors rely on those two stars while the Celtics, we know are going to move that basketball. And that's the problem with the Raps, even though they're going into next season with that, that same roster, we should expect 50 wins from them. Uh, you know, like the last couple years. But unfortunately, that ball is not moving around. And that's, you know, Dwayne Casey, head coach there, um, you know, went to Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan and Norman Powell, who will be a big part of the rotation this year, uh, in the offseason. He actually met with them around the NBA Finals uh, when the Warriors were playing the Cavs and basically said to him, hey, we want to play like the Warriors. Can we do that next year? And that's sort of the mindset right now. He came on our show, actually. Um and he was, he was very, very gracious to come on our show because I said, you know, maybe if they're not going to move the ball, maybe it's time to move on from Dwayne Casey only about six weeks prior to him coming on the show. He heard that. He told it to me as we were uh, got off the set. It's amazing. <laughs> I got to interrupt you. It's amazing because I've had the same experience as well. It's amazing how those individuals are more likely to come on the show when you actually say <laughs> something like that because they true. finally get that opportunity to jab you publicly in front of your audience. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, but he he is a he's a great a great guy, and and I know the organization uh, loves him, and and I, I would I, it's nice to have stability finally with the Toronto Raptors, have a guy in Dwayne Casey who I think is now like the fourth longest tenured coach in the league um, with the Raps. It, it's nice to have that because Toronto hasn't had that forever. Uh, that being said, you know I hope Kyle Lowry and, and, and Demar really buy into his system. And uh, it would really benefit Kyle Lowry on this side of 30 to do that. Um, it would benefit the entire team. It would benefit Serge, as Dwayne Casey said. You know, it's there is magic in that basketball. Let Serge touch it on the offensive end. Watch what he does on the defensive end. Um, so that's that's my worry with the refs. They, they they decided, hey, these guys are all coming up and under free agency or into free agency. Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka. Uh, this past off season, they said. We got DeMar for a few years. Are we going to just scale it back and have DeMar be our guy? That would probably make us a you know, 30, 35-win team uh, if we lose Lowry and Ibaka. 
that's not really rebuilding. Why don't we sign Lowry and Ibaka, go after this with a three-year window for those guys, Lowry, Ibaka, DeMar, and uh, and go from there. You know, um, Masai Ujiri, it's comfortable blowing it up if it doesn't work out. Uh, but I agree with the with the move there. I agree to 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 try it out uh, another couple of years and, and see where this entire thing goes. But um, the key here is play a little more Celtics, play a little bit more Warriors basketball because you don't have a a LeBron to just take over. Um, although they're great isolation basketball players, over seven games, you know, seven games and and, and twelve nights. You just can't win like that. You just can't beat the best like that. It just it just doesn't work. So uh, it would help everybody if they played a little bit more like that. Cass, what happened last year? I mean, this has triggered me. I remember talking with Jack Armstrong about this at the middle point of last year when it seemed like the Raptors were just falling off a cliff. They got off to a great, great start offensively. You mentioned, oh, we want to play like the Warriors. But they were playing like the Warriors at the beginning of the year offensively. They were moving the basketball. I remember when they pounded the Celtics on two occasions at the beginning of the season. There's no, there's no way the Celtics are ever going to catch this team. I remember that that mindset being there. And then we're talking to Jack midpoint of the year. All of a sudden, he just said the team just immediately lost trust in each other. And I said, ah, eh, you know, middle of the season blues. It'll come back. It never really did. And here you are just saying what you still what Jack said last year. So what happened there? Wow. I got put in the same sentence as Jack Astute Armstrong. That's the word of the day, Astute. We were, we were all meshing ourselves in with very astute basketball intellectual individuals. <laughs> um, you know, there's something about the, the leadership in that locker room. Um, it, it just doesn't it, – it's not championship level. Like it, They just don't have – they don't have it all. You know, there, I think there's something uh, – you know, the, the tangibles in basketball that we all talk about um, – are fun to talk about because we can't really talk about the those intangibles that we, we just we just don't know about. You know, Isaiah Thomas, the, the original Isaiah Thomas, uh, you know, has said before. The secret is basketball is not about basketball. It's about you know the the sacrifice and playing for each other and 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 you know doing the little things that the Ubuntu Celtics did for each other. Uh, that's that's something that the Raptors locker room just doesn't have, uh, and, and you can get by playing. Hey, Demar, you know, pot thirty tonight in, in November, no problem. Pot thirty in, uh, on a night in, in December, pot thirty in the night in January, but it, it catches up to you. And, and I think it, it's shown uh, through Kyle Lowry, at, you know, in the postseason, and Demar at times in the postseason, they just put too much pressure on themselves, uh, and. Um, and that type of basketball just doesn't win these days. I think that's the, the situation. Episode number 229, a Celtics speed with Tass Mellis, is being presented by Bombfell. I talked about Bombfell last week, and if you want to check out the Celtics Beat archives on iTunes, Stitcher, and the CLNS Media Network mobile app, please do. But I can tell you about Bombfell right here, right now, by asking this simple question Do you hate shopping for clothes? Well, Bombfell is an easier way for men to get better clothes. Bombfell never charges above retail price. They offer free shipping and returns, convenient home try-on, and the ability to preview and edit your stylist's picks before your order ships. These guys got you in total control. In total control. You sign up, set up and schedule your order, get a preview email, and of course change what you don't want if you don't like it. Then they ship it to you, and you have seven days to try on what you want before they charge your credit card, and you keep what you want to keep. 
and ship back what you don't want. How convenient is that? There's just so much I love about Bombfell from the stylistic and fit material for me and, and just how easy this service I have found it to use. Free shipping and returns. And as I said last week, I love their mantra. I just can't stress this enough, and it's why I love them. Bombfell doesn't make money if you don't find something you want to keep. So thanks to our listenership to Celtics Beat, we negotiated with Bombfell to get a $25 offer for our listeners. For $25 off your first purchase, visit bombfell.com slash Celtics Beat. That's bombfell.com slash Celtics Beat. B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com. And the Celtics Beat URL, Bombfell. Open and close. Fantasy football fans, football is back, which means FanDuel is back. Fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests starting every week, no busted seasons. Sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com. Click the Join Now button and use my code CELTICSPEED. That is CELTICSPEED, all one word. Week three of the NFL season and after a bust with a hometown team in week one, I'll play Homer again with the Texans in town one o'clock today. Tom Brady returned to form last week with a virtuoso Tom Brady performance against the New Orleans Saints. So while he hasn't had some of his best career performances against the Texans, including last year's playoffs, but not really his fault, Michael Floyd's and Stonehands, they are now nowhere in sight. So I'm going to be willing to wager that he'll get things rolling again today at 1 p.m. with our man Ian Eagle on the call. Over 2.5 million players have won a cash prize playing fantasy sports on FanDuel. Something for everyone. Lots of contests to choose from starting at just $1. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. Try FanDuel for free with no deposit required. Visit FanDuel.com to claim your free contest and play for a share of $10,000. Just sign up using promo code CELTICSPEED. That's FanDuel.com, promo code CELTICSPEED, void where prohibited. Let me do a little rundown of the Raptors offseason. I'm actually doing this on loose leaf. Loose leaf. Wow. You're tired. I'm tired. There was oh, sorry, man. Twister. I actually did this on loose leaf paper. There's there's my age in me. I should, you know, <laughs> been the nice on a basketballreference.com or something, but they re-signed Kyle Lowry and Sergi Baca at shortish term deals. I know uh, Lowry, yeah. most of his money is up front, so they're big re-signings that, you know, did cost a lot of money. At least they still have a little flexibility if, you know, as you alluded to, they do want to, quote-unquote, blow things up. We like that. Uh, so and they got the Maple Leafs money. They got the Toronto Maple Leafs money backing them up. That always helps. Oh, what does that mean? I, please. Well, that, means, that means their ownership is owns the Toronto Maple Leafs okay. Okay. and owns the Toronto Raptors. So, you know, the, the money, money's not an issue. Okay. All right. Let me just get down to the rest of offseason. Uh, they signed C.J. Miles, who's been around the league. He had a pretty solid season last year for the Pacers. They traded a few rotation players that I know of. Corey Joseph, he's always had some big shots against the Celtics. I know on two occasions, I think last year, and then I think two years ago, the second game of the year, he just hit a uh, couple of you know shots at the end of a shot clock that were the difference in that game. He's always been an issue with the, with the Celtics. I don't know what, what's always been the case against him and the rest of the league. And uh, Damari Carroll, too, yeah, but uh, I don't think that's too much of an issue, I know, uh, for Toronto's end. Patrick Patterson, who came over on a trade a few years ago, the infamous Rudy Gay trade, which pretty much started this run for Toronto. He's been, you know, pretty solid for them. He's played a role off the bench for about, I don't know, what, how long has he been there now? Three, four years? Or was there? Excuse me. But he yes. was. Yeah. And then P.J. Tucker picked up at the deadline last year. Uh, you know, was there now looking back on it for a cup of coffee. The Raptors have flexibility in that. They can still kind of take a run at it this year with this team, and I guess that sort of does make sense because I like to think that the East this year 
is probably been is as is as been as it's murky as it's ever been since maybe the back end of the Pistons years because you don't have that Celtics team with Garnett that was you know that they were clearly at the top of the league and this is the one year where you know I know LeBron's been in the finals ever since that Celtics team with Garnett but this is the one year where you could say you know I could see LeBron not getting out of the East this year so I guess it's not even crazy to even suggest. Raptors. I had the you know Michael Lee for Washington here last last week. It's not crazy to suggest you see some goofy team like this. You know, take advantage of worst case scenarios playing out for Cleveland. Worst case scenarios playing out for the Celtics. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying with that. Start laughing. That the, Sorry about that. That was well. No, that was the exact same scenario as last year, as the 2016-17 season. Uh, you know, the Celtics win the conference with 53 wins. That was a, a ripe season uh, for the Raps uh, to grab the number one seed. And, and given um, Kyle Lowry was hurt uh, for a part of the season, um, but that's why I can't bank on uh, bank on the Raps grabbing the number one seed. Uh, you know, they, they, they've dropped off. They, they went 56 wins two years ago, down to 51 last year. Um, and, and, and you mentioned the roster. They gave away Corey Joseph, uh, and, and they gave away uh, Tamari Carroll, and PJ Tucker uh, left because they they signed a couple. Oh, they they dealt away Damari Carroll with a draft pick because they wanted to get rid of him. They had to they had to deal with those guys. Corey Joseph doesn't just play well against Celtics. He plays well against everybody. He's a rock solid uh, backup point guard in this league. He's, he's a very very solid player and saved a lot of games for the Toronto Raptors over the year. They gave away those guys because they've had they have some contracts and Damari Carroll and, and Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, that eats up so much of their payroll. Uh, you know, they had to get, they had to become, uh, lose those guys, including Patrick Patterson, to become um, a little more top heavy. Uh, you know, they they they've got no choice um, with the with the way the contracts have gone. So they're not deep. Uh, you know, so I, I can't really trust them to go and win 55 games. Uh, it's it's going to be a struggle. It was murky last year, Larry. That's what it comes down to. And uh, and 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 one through 15. Um, this team isn't better. This team is very, very solid. You know, one through eight, CJ Miles is the perfect player. If they are going to move the basketball, the guy is, uh, it, it, it makes shots. Uh, you move, move it around to him. He's, he's a vet. As you said, he's over 30 and, and continuously hits, uh, if I'm not mistaken, around 40% of his threes. He's, yeah, he's, he's perfect. Shooter, yeah. yeah, he's a perfect catch and shoot guy. But they're top heavy. They were deeper last year. Last year was the year. I think that to steal that one seed, because if they're going to win, if they're going to beat the Cavs, uh, you know, or the Celtics for that matter, they, they, they should get that home court advantage. What and, you, uh, sorry, go ahead. Finish on your point. Go ahead. No, no, I no, was no. going to ask, what do you think? Because I've been asking almost, I want to say almost everyone. Last year, a Celtics team with like a 2.9 point differential. Yeah, won 53 games and got the one seed. I actually think it may even be less to get a one seed this year. I want to say the Pistons in like 03 won 49 and got a one seed. What do you think we'll take to get the one seed this year in the East? Yeah, it's a fair, a fair, fair point. Um, I, I, I feel like LeBron wants that MVP. Uh, you know, he he's, he's hasn't had it for a couple of years. That's unLeBron like. You know, he won he won four in five years uh, and, and hasn't won it the last few. It's uh, it's time for a LeBron Renaissance. So I think he'll. Uh, I, I I don't know, man. That guy knows his body so well. Even if it's year fifteen. Uh, the East just has so many teams that if LeBron shows up for 25 minutes a game, they should win. 
Um, you know, at, at the bottom of the the uh, the conference, my, my new my new hometown my new hometown Hawks, uh, the Bulls, uh, the Pacers, the Sixers, Nets, Magic. Yeah, the Sixers are going to be okay, but uh, you know, there's basically I half the conference teams is like Atlanta are going to be rough. Yeah. Oh, Atlanta for sure. Yeah. yeah that's that, yeah. That's my first my hometown. My oh, new okay. Hometown. Right. Yeah. The Turner. Sorry about that. Yes, that's that's fine. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's going to be. Uh, you're right. Um, there is probably going to be some serious parity, but a couple of those teams, you know, the, the, the Cavs and the Celtics, they if they play their ball for you know 35 minutes a night, they should win. Uh, you know, they, they should separate themselves and not be anywhere near the 500 mark. And you know, the Raps and Wizards, I think, are in that category. So because the rest of the Eastern Conference got weaker, and you know, that just makes the rest of the Eastern Conference stronger. So probably 55. You know, I think uh, if the Cavs want to win 55, they obviously can do it. You know, you know they added depth, um, which will help. You know, adding Jay Crowder um, will definitely help their defense, and that's what lost them a ton of games. Uh, you know, they were. I think they were ranked 21st in defense last year. Uh, the second half of the year, they were, I think, like 29th in defense after like March 1st or something like that. Yeah. yeah but, they didn't want to do it. Well, Jake, Jake Crowder will obviously help uh, big time in that regard. Um, you know, they're going to have some problems at the at the point guard spot because if Isaiah Thomas isn't healthy, especially, um, you know, his his backup is, uh, you know, the the aging Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose and, and yeah. Yep. Sorry. And behind him is the even more aging Jose Calderon. So uh, that's um, that's some serious issues there. But uh, that being said, again, um, just watching this Eastern Conference, uh, you know, the, yeah, sure, the Sixers can make the playoffs, but that's only because the rest of the East is so weak. So uh, you know, you walk into an arena on, on a Tuesday night if you're the Cavs, and, and you should basically beat uh, half the teams. You know, the Cavs, Raps, Wizards, uh, Celtics. And you got to throw the sort of the Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks. No, I'm pretty bullish on them, and I, yeah. I'm bullish on them for for the reason, same reason I'm pretty bullish on the on Washington. I think those teams actually have some continuity, and the Raptors technically have that very continuity as well. But as, as you've mentioned now numerous times throughout this interview, they really just don't take advantage to, to put that chemistry to use, particularly offensively. Yes, and I, I wonder when it's going to implode, or if it will implode. You know, it's. You know, as as Doc Rivers, let's get back to the Celtics. You know, has said it in Clipperland. You know, each team has a window. You know, it's just it, how long can you keep on going back to the same well? Uh, it's the question I have with the Raps. Um, but I, I do believe in, in Demar Derozan's sort of evolution of his game. You saw him in the in the postseason last year. Get that ball sort of up top. Um, you know a little bit inside the, the free throw or at three-point line, I should say, a double comes because Namar is, is so capable of getting to the rim and, and finishing or, or getting fouled. And he's been moving the ball more than he's ever moved it in his career. So if that happens, um, you know, if he really wants to evolve his game, and, and Demar DeRozan has proven everyone in this world wrong uh, since he was drafted at USC, out, out of USC year after year after year after year, he's been getting better. If he's getting better passing the ball and moving the ball, and that becomes contagious, um, th- then it's time to believe. Uh, you know, the worrisome part is, again, it's not a very deep team. That 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 to me is the worrisome part. Over 82 games, you know, we're not talking about the postseason here. Uh, that can hurt. You know, Corey Joseph was a, was a rock 
Uh, Patrick Patterson did his job very well. P.J. Tucker, um, you know, was that spark defensively. Uh, and, and DeMar Carroll was not himself after they signed him in 2015 at all. Um, but he was a body that they could play. And, and so they, they believe in guys like Norman Powell to step up and DeLon Wright to step up. Um, and Pascal Siakam and Jakob Pertl, they've got the names, uh, you know, that a lot of uh, fans around the league don't know. Um, but they're they're expecting some big things out of those guys. And and at least a couple of them um, will will definitely show up. But I just wonder, you know, 82 games, it's tough, man. It's a, it's a tough sport to, to show up night in and night out. It takes some years to, to really develop that skill of being ready when your number's called, uh, you know, every second day. Yeah, well, it certainly helps, too, that the, the league and the schedule, as we know, has been spread out this year. You're getting back to work a lot earlier. To wind this down, Tass, and we're here with Tass Mellis of the starters on NBA TV, I want to get specifically into that Celtics matchup, Raptors matchup, because that has been Brad Stevens' Achilles heel ever since he's been in Boston. Now Toronto is always outside of last year, but even last year, I believe the Raptors got him three times. Uh, it's always been just... A, a bad matchup for Boston. And the, I want to say the primary reason, especially even last year and going back to two years ago, is the Raptors really took advantage of pick and rolls and getting Isaiah. I mean, just one, you know, one, 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 two, one, five pick and rolls, getting Isaiah in there, or any type of pick and rolls, you know, matching them up end of games, one, two pick and rolls. They really exploited Isaiah defensively. Is Boston, now while we, both me and you, and, and as we have pointed out, many, many astute basketball minds. In fact, if you are an astute basketball mind, you have accepted that the Celtics are almost likely going to get off to a slow start. But nonetheless, with this new roster that the Celtics have, is this more a, a team that is more apt to beat Toronto with what they have compared to what they had last, you know, last few years? I think so. Uh, I, I think if you can call Kyrie Irving an upgrade at the one spot, um, I think I think he is that, <laughs> uh, which is which is uh, I, I defensively I'm talking about, um, which is which is crazy to say, but uh, I think frankly just because he has got you know probably six inches on Isaiah Thomas, that simply put that helps. Um, he's not a great defender whatsoever, but. Uh, I, I think, again, he has the capability of, of becoming an average defender, average to slightly below average, which is uh, more than Isaiah Thomas uh, could do. Also, Kyrie Irving's not going to have to carry the load like Isaiah Thomas did um, offensively, so that's just going to help him defensively. And, uh, you know, we didn't mention a guy like Aaron Baines. And, and I know they're most likely going to start, uh, you know, Marcus Morris at the four and Al Horford at the five. Uh and whether, Real quick, I'm going to jump in. There's a good. I've been hearing a few words that they actually may start games with Baines. At, they may go with that uh, bigger lineup. As much as I disagree with it, time for another show. But to point out, there is an outside chance they could have Baines in the starting lineup. Yeah. So that way, Horford is not guarding centers at the beginning of the game. Nonetheless, it's already in there. Yeah, Let's go back to your point. No, that's, no, that's, so, that's exactly it. That's why I mentioned him because uh, he, he is a better Amir Johnson. I think that's that's clear. Amir Johnson's. Um, you know, had his day, and he was a part of the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, he had for a his long day time. in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. You know, he was he was a garbage man, uh, dropping in those dinkers and dumpers, uh, working hard. He he was a garbage man, but uh, you know, he was playing out of position for the the Celtics. Um, you know, he had to deal with centers, and you know, eventually went to the bench in the postseason. But 
you know, as we were talking about with the Raptors and how you sort of have to get guys involved throughout an 82-game season and just eat up some minutes for Al Horford and not force him to play fives all the time and just get him some rest, that's where Aaron Baines comes in. He's a guy who's sort of been unheralded the last couple of years, uh, but he's a very skilled offensive player. And, you know, and, and he is a little bit slow of foot for uh, the modern NBA. But um, that being said, he, he's just a, he's, he's a tough-nosed player like Amir Johnson, a little bit more skilled offensively than Amir Johnson, younger than Amir Johnson. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I believe he's going to um, be a big part of the rotation. When you look at the Celtics' sort of Achilles heel, uh, uh, you know, uh, the front court looks a little bit um, – it's just, it's just you don't really have concrete player, uh, concrete guy behind Al Horford, especially these last couple of years. I mean, who who's going to step up and and really eat up a lot of minutes? Well, Marcus Morris, I think, can can be that guy. Um, you know, even though he's you know sort of a three four, uh, and Aaron Baines can definitely be that guy. So uh, they have a little bit more. Um, even if you, you lose Jay Crowder and you lose Avery Bradley, you know, Marcus Smart has to step up, and and the, those other guys that I mentioned, I think, will compensate defensively against uh, a Raps team, but. Maybe, maybe maybe we've got a reincarnation of the Raptors. Maybe we've got a Jack Armstrong vision of the Raptors where they come out and they swing the ball around. Now you're getting me back into my Raptors fandom, Larry. I, I sound like I sound like a Raptors homer. Good. No, I'll get you on this. I'm jumping and interrupting you right away. We have been long overdue for Raptors Celtics playoff series, so I'm putting that's a true. Guy, right. That's, it's been it's been the the Buffalo Bills 49ers Super Bowl that we never got in the early 90s. And I know you're not an NFL guy, but that's a throwback hey, to Spurman. Yeah. I grew up I grew up outside of Toronto, and uh, I grew up watching those Bills teams. We never got uh, Bills Niners, and we never got no. Raptors Celtics. But if we get it in the fantasy world, and I'm going to tell you, make a prediction for May of 2018 now, if that series did happen, no matter what oh, round of the playoffs that were ran. You love the predictions. You love them. Get a hot take Uh, from you and just get out of here. (laughs) Just like the Twitter Uh, Celtics and and seven. Hot take and get him out of here, as promised. There it was. Cass Mellis, host of the Starters on NBA TV. Follow the man on Twitter at Cass Mellis, T-A-S-M-E-L-A-S. All right, we went over time a little bit, so let's rush to get this one in. This show was presented by FanDuel and Bombfell. Use our Celtics Beat promo code, all one word, Celtics Beat, to support this production. Bombfell.com slash Celtics Beat. Music for Celtics Beat was presented by Chuck Beats and Steph DeBrasso. Graphic designer Scott Dillon, the founder of the network, Nick Gelso. This is Larry A. Trussell, the executive producer and host, signing off for episode number 229 of Celtics Beat, powered by CLNS Media. 